episode 289. Thank you all for listening to episode 288, Ms. Zombieland. I am Tom Edison, here with my co-host. Wayne the Bear Johnson. Yeah, so I was walking through, and I just happened to have my towel on, and my towel dropped, and the camera was running, and my whole meeting, the, the beans and frames just, <laughs> oh, shit, my bad, we recorded. Uh, <laughs> Nikolai Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome. My electricity is still better. And I bear, I can get you a better rate on your electricity. Well, I should have changed my name to Ben Franklin if I know we were going all electricity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The greatest thing is nobody's going to understand what the fuck we're talking about, which is great. Not at all. Like 20 minutes of the show that we should have recorded. <laughs> it's not recorded. Uh, so, no parrot. Um, I guess he could be parrot Franklin. No parrot Franklin tonight. Yeah, he's, he's hanging off fire on his kite. Hanging off a kite by a key. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter. It's songs by Wes. Thanks to all of our clothing. The first sponsor of Overline Sports Podcast, thank Brandon. He can hook you up with all your clothing needs, overclothing.com. Thank you to Crandall Squad and Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Big Sky, Montana. Nice. I will uh, I will be seeing Mr. Sean on Friday at the uh, in a business meeting at the golf course. So I'm looking forward to that. Talk about our sponsorship and what's going to happen for episode 300, which is coming up in five weeks, July 3rd. Talk about how he can cut the course better. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, (laughs) what he can do there. So get in touch with Sean. He is busy as can be, as you can imagine, he does great work. Five-star ratings everywhere. People love him. He makes sure his customers are satisfied, satisfied, and he will make sure you are as well with your landscaping needs. Again, 419-704-5471. Mention over the Lions Sports Podcast. Thank you to Sparty Steve, of course. He is the biggest contributor, contributor to the show in terms of finances. So thank you to Sparty Steve, always making sure we're taken care of for our big episodes. Got the food coming, got the venue we appreciate you, Sparty Steve. And of course, last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Um, I got some I got some live one-on-one with Connell Barrett from datingtransformation.com this week. He uh, personally thanked everybody who got the book. He said, though, don't stop buying it. And if you do have it, give some out. Um, probably the next, whatever, whatever we do, I, I have some extra books I got from them. So able to give them out. Um, we... I don't know what what'll be our next thing. Do we need to do a trivia? Episode three hundred. Uh, just bring them to episode three hundred. We'll give them a few hundred. Yeah. All right. So I'll have I'll have two books at least. At least I'll be able to give out at episode three hundred. So that's going to happen. So you got a chance to win, whether you're there or whether we do something online. We're going to have to talk about that. But there's going to be a book giveaway. We'll probably give away one of them there. We'll give away one of them online to somebody on Twitter, somebody on Facebook, someone who reaches out. We'll figure something out here. But it's going to happen. So if you haven't ordered the book, make sure you do. You don't need to pre-order anymore. Dating sucks, but you don't. Get it on Amazon and enter for a chance to win. We'll do something on Twitter, something on Facebook here in the next few weeks, but for episode 300 sometime here in July. So be on the lookout. 
and we will, I'll ship you the book. I'll get you the book. However it needs to happen, wherever you're at, we'll make sure it happens and you'll get a copy of the book. So stay tuned for information on that. And if you're lucky, <clears throat> you would be able to win the one that has been on Cody's nightstand for the past month. He will give it to you. The pages might be stuck together. That's okay. He will yeah, give you the say, book. Uh, he will autograph it, whatever you need. As I say, don't mind them uh, baby oil fingerprints, man. Yeah. A little bit of baby <laughs> oil, a couple of coconut oil stains. You, you know, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean. <laughs> Goddamn. Well, hey. Use it on my OnlyFans. There we go. <laughs> Let, let's talk about that PGA Championship, man. Phil Mickelson. Dude. That was, um, and I'm so disappointed because obviously, unfortunately, Sunday is my travel day, um, and I, I, I missed it. I had to, I had to travel. I wanted to sit down and watch it, but I also didn't want to get to my destination at 1 a.m. in the morning. So uh, you have the live TV, man. I mean, I was, I was driving. I was driving. I was being safe. I was being a safe driver. Well, I was driving the golf cart and watching That's, it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 I was. That's why I was getting updates. Um, no, it's unfortunately, it's a rental. It's not my own. If it was my own, oh, yeah. no doubt in my mind <laughs> that I would have done it. Um, but a company rental, I, I have to I have to be respectful of it. So that's why I was getting updates from Dub, and I asked him to send me shit. Um, yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. Oldest major winner ever by four years. Um, Jack was 46 when he won the Masters in 86. And Phil was 50. Um, Dude, old Tom Watson, you remember, he almost, well, he was what at the time, 59? When yeah, he had a chance, wasn't that the British Open? 59 at the British uh, a few years ago. Um, but, I mean, there's nothing cooler than what you saw there. Um, it was absolutely, absolutely awesome. I mean, it was literally, to me, in my, to me, it was equivalent to Tiger winning the Masters in 19. It was just such a good story um absolutely fantastic i mean phil literally earlier in the year has been playing just absolute shit golf i mean terrible i think he missed three or four cuts not phil mickelson stuff he took a break he went and played on the champions tour for a little bit finished well in some tournaments i think might have won one um refreshed refocused came back and actually got a special exemption for this and i mean look what he did I mean, he made it what it was. He wasn't leading after round one, but he was up there. He led round two, three, and then obviously won the tournament. Held off Brooks Kepka, held off Bryson, held off a few other guys. I mean, it was it was fucking cool. I'm happy I got to go back and watch the highlights of it. But I mean, there's nothing better than that. Phil is he's a good dude. He's a family man. There's no one that you'd rather see win than that guy. That was his 45th win on the PGA. Which put that in perspective, right? He's been playing on the tour for. I think six years longer than Tiger, and Tiger has ninety-one wins. 82. I think. Is it? I thought it, yeah, eighty-two. He's tied. I, I thought it was a little more. I thought he took over Snead, but anyways, regardless, regardless, I mean, he has literally more than double what Phil has, but mm -hmm. it's just it's absolutely impressive, um, and it's a great thing because you still want to see Phil win, but at the end of the day. The thing that gets me out of all of this is I wish it was in three weeks at the U.S. Open because that's the only one Did Phil hasn't have. got. Yeah, I thought I mean, the same he's already, thing. He's already won the PGA. Phil has not won the U.S. Open, and it's going to be tough. I mean, he's good at Torrey Pines here coming up, and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But to go and win the PGA and then now go back and have to win the U.S. Open, 
it's going to be, it's a tough task. And that's the one, that's the one that I want to see him win. It's, I just, I don't think it's going to happen, but seeing Phil win at 50, it's fantastic. I mean, it gets the people out there and I mean, that's awesome. You got, you had Phil chance everywhere. Um, and a lot of people, I mean, you, a lot of people got to think Brooks is a fan favorite too. And that's just, I mean, everyone was all on board, Phil. It was Sunday. Sunday was Phil day. It didn't matter. And everyone was on board with that. So it was awesome. Um, it was a great tournament. I did get to watch. I did get to watch um, pretty much every day after, you know, four o'clock. Um, I got to watch the tournament and then Sunday I ended up watching a little bit. I left right after he chipped in on three, I think it was from the, from the bunker um, and went up by two wild. at the time. Um, and I was, that was, that's what sucked. I was like, well, shit, I want to sit here and watch the rest of the thing. But I'm like, I gotta go. Um, so it was awesome. I'm, I'm happy Phil won. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy Brooks was up there too with his knee injury. Um, you know, there was some, there was some shit and some speculation about what was going on and, uh, unfortunately with the fans and the security there absolutely fucking sucked. Um, I get it. You want to get the people in there. It's a cool sight to see, but they did a horrible job holding people back. I mean, God, there were fans on the golfers. You can't have that. You gotta let fan, you gotta let golfers, you gotta let caddies, you gotta let everybody go. Um, and it was, it was a mess. So that's my one beef about it is the security on Sunday was shit. I get everyone wanted to be out there. It's hard to defend against all those people, but you can't, you can't let that happen, especially with Brooks with bad knee. You can't let him get out there and, and touch these guys. I mean, you just you don't know who's out there, right? Oh, he be all right. He just crying because he didn't win. Oh nah, man, he don't give a fuck. Phil, Phil got, got out there and put the beats to him. <laughs> he's got money. He's got the girl. He don't give a shit. And Phil's got money. And Phil uh, too. He's got uh, his wife Amy, who's been by his side for the last thirty years. Yeah, man. Phil's all right. But Phil, I mean, everyone likes Phil. You gotta like Phil. The dude was, I mean, he slimmed down, he got into shape, he became cool. Like Phil wasn't cool 10, 15 years ago. He wasn't. I was not a Phil fan. He had bitch tits. For someone who walk, for someone, someone that fucking walks around a golf course literally six to seven days a week, like you can't get that fat. Like, I don't get it, doesn't make sense to me. And he got trim, he became cool, his Twitter was awesome, like. I mean, he just, he became, he became awesome. Like there was nothing against it. And he, they gave him all that shit for some illegal insider trading, which was fake, false, all that bullshit. He got out of it. Phil does gamble, which I like. I mean, it's, it's honest. I hate these motherfuckers that say, oh, I don't do this. I don't do that. Come on, man. Like seriously, that was the running joke. He goes, he, he played so bad, he got himself up to twenty five thousand or twenty five thousand to one just so he could bet on himself to win the tournament. Like, that's that's good shit. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people made money off Phil. So yeah, wasn't he two hundred to one at this past tournament? No, he's, he's twenty five. He was twenty five thousand to one in this past tournament. Yes, in the PGA. Yes, I thought he was two hundred to one. Twenty five thousand to one. Well. What 2,500? Sorry, 250, 250 to one. You go and put it down, right? Yeah, yeah. So, pe- so people yeah. betting 100 are winning. So you, people bet, yeah, sorry. So people betting 100 are winning 25K. If yeah, you got exactly. them, if you got them pre, pre-tournament, right? Yeah, that's what it is. I'm not a, I'm not a fucking math question. Which it's, it's absolutely nuts, right? I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. So I'm happy. I'm happy Phil won. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I think he's going to do okay at the U.S. Open. I don't think he's going to win. Um, I, I 
I do think someone else is going to be there to, to win that tournament, but I'm going to tell you it's, he's going to be, he's going to be better than 250 to one here. Um, there's no doubt about that. So don't, don't bet on Phil at the upcoming US Open. <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah, a cool was, tournament. The winds, the winds weren't as bad as, as what was set out to be. Um, Kiowa could have been an absolute monster and it was not. Um, the winds got uh, 20, 25 miles an hour, but it's been, you know, 40, 45. So it could have been a lot worse. Um, six under was still the number, which is, it's still tough, still tough, man. So it's, it was, it was good to see. It was good to see Phil win again and be in that spotlight. Um, so happy for him. And else, I mean, there was a lot of guys up there who were, who were just, they were close. They were there, but they just couldn't. He's had a fantastic short game, but he putted just absolutely fantastic. So that's awesome. What's this week? And so how this long week, have I been frozen? Oh, probably three minutes. <laughs> so this week is um, is the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. Colonial has been a course they've played forever um, in Fort Worth, Texas, right outside of Dallas. Um, they've played this since 1946, one of the oldest courses on tour. So it's going to be, it's going to be a great tournament. You get a lot of big guys in here. Usually after the PGA, I'm not a fan of, um, I'm not a big fan of playing the guy that won or playing guys that were up there who had to grind and grind and grind. So it'll definitely be an interesting week here at the colonial, but you're still going to get a lot of big names. There's always names on the top of this leaderboard. And again, I always, my big thing here is for whatever reason, when they play these courses in Texas, the guys who are from Texas always show up your Spieth, your Palmer, your Scheffler, Ryan, um, um, Jason Kokrak. I mean, these guys, they can, they, they play these courses well. So it's something you want to get to. Um, last year though, Daniel Berger won the tournament 2019. It was Kevin Nan. 2018. It was Justin Rose. So we've had, we've had three different past winners here in the last three years, but you get guys up there. Um, big name who's not guys, but Bryson is not playing this week, finished tied third here last year. So um, a couple of them taking a day off, especially with um, him and Brooks now being in a little beef, which I don't know if anybody saw that, but it was absolutely fantastic. Um, Brooks Capra, quit crying. He's just crying over anything this week. Man. First he's crying because everybody bumped into him because they was chasing Phil. Oh, Shut up, dude. You're just mad because Phil the people's champ and you the people's chump. <laughs> Did you see? Did you, did you see the Bryson highlight though? With that, and well, yeah, and he's walking behind him. His cleats were all loud. <laughs> he's under. And then, and so, so then they announced. So then they announced um, um, Phil and Brady versus Bryson and Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, um, in. July and in, in one of those charity tournaments, which is great. I mean, it's fantastic. So then Brooks tweeted out, uh, sorry, bro, to Aaron Rodgers. And then Bryson replies back and goes, I uh, didn't realize I was living rent free in your head. <laughs> so man, basically some beef here, man. And I cannot wait because this shit, they're going to put them together at the U S no doubt in my mind. 
No doubt in my mind they're going to be paired together because the USDA loves to stir shit up and they want ratings. I would not be surprised if they're put together, which would be just absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But anyways, back to back to this week. Um, Charles Schwab Challenge, Colonial, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, it's going to be a good tournament. You're going to have big names in there. So uh, usually this is a, a better scoring course. You're going to see you're going to see low numbers here. So you got to pick, got to pick a guy who's going to go low. Um, and this week, if you were on golf, I could see what we have. All right. So back to golf after some technical difficulties, um, we have three of us. Mr. Gray is at 700 points. 36.8 is the average dub with six. What do you have? 694, I think. 696. 696 at 36.6 and myself at what 693 694 693 we're tight seven points separate all of us in golf right now which is absolutely phenomenal um charles Schwab challenge we talked about earlier this week so my pick this week is um i forgot who the fuck did i pick because i switched twice um i went with justin rose this week winner of this tournament three years ago um, did not play in 2019 and finished top five in 2020, had a good PGA showing, got hot on Sunday. So hopefully that stays the case. He should come out and shoot 64 on Thursday as you're listening to this. So mark that one down. Justin Rose will be your first round leader with a 64 here at the colonial, um, ended up taking Tony fee now good pick this week. He has also good showings here at the course, um, at the colonial. So should be pretty solid fee now also had a Decent PGA championship week, probably not what he wanted, but not a bad guy to take coming into this week. And then, and then you're going to have to come back and, uh, and your guy is going to be ahead by four shots after day one on my guy, but he's going to come back and beat him by one. So give me Abraham answer. He's been playing well. Um, Also one of those guys that can just turn it on at any time. So I, I like answer this week. I think, I mean, I think all of our guys should be top 15 this week. That's, that's going to be my, that'll be my bold prediction of the week. I say all of our guys are top 15. Well, it depends. Who's Brad Fisher taking this week? Oh, well, he just came back on. We're going to find out. Eric right, might have a no taking... pick question mark. Oh, damn. Well, let me see. Who did I, did I go, did I take speech yet? No. All right, I'm going to go with Speed. I like it. The Texas, Texas boy. Texas, he can play, man. Speed can play this course. It's a great pick. It's a good one to get back in it. And Cody isn't that far behind. He's doing well. So, and the Knicks are starting to come back a little bit. Well, Spike Lee getting a little, getting a little horny on the sideline. Well, now let's go to NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> my prophecy paid off finally for somebody this year. The Chase Elliott, I took the easy route. Was going to win the race. Really? 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 Hey, man, it's smart. Really? You know it's smart. The best time to use the guy was out oh, of time. Out. Time, out, time, out, time, out, time, out, time, out, time, out, time. I'm not saying it's not a good time to use him. It was a fucking rainout. It's a bullshit win. It's a fucking rainout. Cindric ran third all day, made a fucking pit stop, and then they decided to stop the fucking race. That's just how my year's going. That's just how your year's going. This is your championship this year. Simple as that. If you get lucky off that bullshit, that's just how it is. Cindric raced very, very well at Coda. Fantastic. 
Oh yeah, he did. I agree. And as, as three, four, five of the drivers, including Harvick said, that was absolute bullshit by NASCAR. It's nothing against chase. It's nothing against anybody. They let guys go out there and wreck in the rain, in the pouring fucking rain, but in the same rain that they were racing in where these guys were wrecking, they decided to throw a red flag and call. So why would you not do that earlier or just let the race run out? Why stop at mid-race? Bad, bad call by NASCAR. They looked really fucking stupid because they put the drivers in danger. Is I mean, seriously, number one, they did. I don't know. People can say what the fuck they want. They put the drivers in danger. A lot of guys got in some bad accidents. Harvick, Truex, these guys did. And they have the right to talk and tell them this is, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So it is what it is. And it has nothing to do with these standings. I mean, it just doesn't make sense the way NASCAR decided, right? It, it, it started off cloudy. They knew it was going to rain. It rained. It rained pretty heavy. But, oh, we have windshield wipers. We have rain tires. We're going to let them run. Yeah. I mean, that's guys get into accidents and then the rain the same steady heavyish rain keeps going and they said oh we just can't do this anymore no i agree with you 100 percent, 100 they should they should have kept going with the race i agree with again you this is this is nothing i mean it's a, it's a fantastic pick of chase elliott that's who i picked right i picked chase and i changed it i said i don't yeah. want to i changed it i would have been right there with you yeah no, just i agree with it's you one no, of those, they, it was it was a bad call by nascar it was a bad call absolutely was and you know, they, they've had these races in the past. The only time they let them race in the rain and why they have windshield wipers is on road courses because the tires are different. The tires are meant to grip just like in the rain. But as we know, fucking rain is rain. It can be slick. Who knows? But I agree with you hundred percent that because, well, first off, because I had Martin Truex. So I was a little pissed off that I didn't get my, my next win, my two in a row in the uh, DraftKings pool. I finished second fine, but I was pretty pissed because Truex, that's what cost me everything. He yeah. went from, Way up front yeah. to minus 12. And that took Same. me right out of the win. Same thing as Harvick. Motherfucker got T-bone. They couldn't stop in the turns. Yep. It just didn't make sense the way they did it. I get that they can run that shit. You can run in light rain. You can run Not in, that shit. They should have waited. can't run in a heavy rain that they had. It was a bad call. And Coda, dude, that track looked fucking awesome. It that was track was sweet. I hope they raced that. It was a cool track. But NASCAR made a terrible decision. I don't know why. I don't know why they always do this. They could have raced on Monday. They would have had no problem. It was fine in Austin, Texas on Monday. Why not make it a noon race? Finish it off. Finish the last 35 laps or whatever the fuck it was. Bad, bad call. I mean, you're going to Charlotte on Sunday night. You have time. It's okay if they race on Monday. Bad call by NASCAR. Um, But great pick. Great pick for you. Bad pick for everybody else. Um, I had Cindric at 25th. Dubhead Suarez, who was out early, or not out, but had a wrecked early. At oh, 30. he was done early. <laughs> Truex, Truex had a big wreck, 35th. And uh, Justin Haley, too much Bailey for Parrott, um, got a 40th. So, oh, is that what that says? Ah, damn. I couldn't, I didn't, I just, saw, I just saw Justin Haley too much. I'm like, what? Justin Haley, too much Baileys. Um, That's why we need the wrap. There we go. Too much Baileys. Uh, that that tells you Parrott can make a pick. But yeah, so going man. to going to but just this to, weekend just real quick the chase elliott was the last hendrick driver to win a race and the other mm-hmm. larson third week in a row he finished second as uh you know just hendrick's just dominating man and so all hendrick guys have a win which more than likely they're all going to make the chase mm-hmm. or the playoffs now i don't think they call it the chase anymore but i'm with you man so big big two big races this weekend 
Yeah. Um, but first off, we'll be Indy, and we'll get to that after this. That, that'll be yep. the first race on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Um, should be beautiful in Indianapolis. It's going to be fan-fucking-tastic on Sunday. Perfect race day. Almost wish we were there. It's supposed to be like 75 and sunny. You cannot oh, beautiful. for better weather. It's not too hot. It's sunny, no rain. It's going to be a beautiful day for a race. Indy is going to be fucking gorgeous. And then same with Charlotte on Sunday night. Um, you know, Memorial Day weekend, this always happens. Absolutely fantastic. Um, still, no one else is going to do the old double, like old smoke. But, you know, that's that's where we're at. So Charlotte, Coca-Cola 600, staple, absolute staple in the NASCAR. I mean, they've been racing here since the 60s. Great track. It's going to be a fun race under the lights. You're going to get some heated tempers. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, this is this is going to be a good one. So as the leader, you go ahead and tell us your pick. Well, yeah, I, I do have a, a pretty good lead after, what are we at, 14 races, I believe. 14, Correct. yeah, 14 races. I have 168 points, a 12 average. Bear is in second with 224. I'm basically 60 points ahead. You know, 50, not even a race 56 to be exact full race yeah i could just make More no pick race. this week and i would still be fine i could probably do a do a jakey poo no picky you know uh, <laughs> yeah. a justin haley too much bailey or a josh balicki no picky and still be in first but or i'm not gonna a, do or that a, or a or a quinn hoff i missed my mark missed my hoff i, I gotta get something hoff loft toff toff ice cream <laughs> Ooh, ice cream sounds good quinn boss hoff <laughs> We'll get we'll get something on that when Parrot doesn't pick again this week. Yep. The uh, but I'm going to take a guy who who runs well here. Last year he finished in the top ten twice at Charlotte. Uh, he's won here before. A lot of top ten finishes. Been around NASCAR for ever. Not taking uh, his brother yet, but give me old Monster Energy number one himself, Kurt Busch. Not a bad pick at all. Old old Kurt. He could do something here, and he needs a win, so we're going to see. Um, I'm going with uh, Young Gun this week, kid that's finished again. The same thing. Got the average finish of 10th. He's finished 9th and 11th. Tyler Reddick, last time I did this, my dude finished 10th. So uh, give me the Young Gun. He's won here in the Xfinity Series a couple times. He has not won on Cup, but he's due. He's been racing well. He had a good finish at Coda. He's been, just, he's been steady. Um, he's due for a win, and I think this is going to be the week even though I've had shit luck with NASCAR lately. So sorry, Tyler Reddick, if you crash, but I think it's going to be a good pick this week. And you got Dub going with William Byron, also a good pick this week. Um, uh, Byron didn't have a good coda. First time he hasn't finished in the top 10 in like eight weeks, I think. So Byron's due for a, he's due for a comeback, but I mean, this is a, this is a half Hendrick track, but this is like a Penske track, man. We're going to see. What do you got, Brad? I'm going with Kyle, uh, one and a half mile bush. <laughs> I like it, man. He could do some. They were showing highlights earlier where he a couple times and still finished top five. Yep. Let's see if it works for Cody. Still at a 21.9 average. He's basically running like a uh, <laughs> Ross Chastain kind of year <laughs> yeah that motherfucker finished fourth at coda yeah he did because he stayed out in the fucking pit smart the um yeah something like so, that 
So Chase won. It was the his first victory of the year. Last Hendrick driver to win. 12th of his career. And what's funny is he's now tied for third with Rusty in road course wins. I'm assuming Jeff and Tony are one and two. I would um, think so. Jeff definitely that, won. Yeah. It was the 268th win for Hendrick, which is tied with Petty Motorsports, and the 800th win for Chevy. Also... Mm. What you told what 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 news did you have about uh, old Chase Elliott's sponsor uh, not sponsor spotter? Yeah, so so Chase's spotter got suspended by Hendrick and NASCAR for um, fucking lost Cody again, man. It must be his internet today. Got a got that broke man internet. Um, <laughs> assault assault and battery of a pregnant woman who I'm assuming probably was his wife or girlfriend or partner. Um, did not, it didn't say, so I don't know if that is the case or not. I'm not here to assume. I'm just here to read the facts and the facts are he got arrested for assault and battery of a pregnant woman. Um, so not good. I would assume that Hendrick will fire him once this is proven and NASCAR, I would assume probably won't let him back. Or even if they do, uh, it's, it's not going to be good for him. So yeah, not, not great for Chase. This has been his spotter since 2016 when he was in Xfinity. So, I mean, again, it is what it is. You can't blame Chase. You can't blame Hendrick. You can't blame NASCAR. The dude has never had problems, but he made a terrible mistake and he's going to be punished for it as he should. And um, yeah, Chase is going to chase a new spotter this week. I uh, don't know who it'll be. I'm sure they'll figure it out, but you know, I, Chase won the championship last year. He's been very successful, the best young driver coming up pretty much. So obviously, you know, a spotter has a little bit to do, a little bit to do with that. Not, not as much as the crew chief or the pit crew, but the spotter has a little bit to do with it. So it's a, it's a bad break for him, but you know what, if the guy did what he's getting arrested for and say he did, well, fuck the dude. He can't be doing that shit. So he shouldn't be in, he shouldn't be a spotter. Shouldn't be with Hendrick. Shouldn't be with NASCAR and, go back on the unemployment line or to jail or wherever that may be. And his attorney and him, but you know how attorneys are sticking to the fact that he's innocent. So we're going to see how this plays out. Right. I mean, you, like you said, we're, we're in America, right? Innocent until proven guilty. But when stuff like that comes out, it's easy to come to a conclusion that the guy's a fucking skis. Yep. And then uh, he actually worked the last two races. He was arrested the week before that. So it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure a lot, a lot more will come out with that. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck to him. Uh, I found this fun Kyle Larson stack because you know it's my championship pick. You know I like Carl Larson. You've known this. He's been one of my favorite drivers outside of his stupidity last year. Um, so this year he's got one. So he's raced in 14 races like everybody else. I basically say 13 because – Lap one of Talladega, his engine blew up, you know, mm. so he was out. So basically 13 races. He has one win, four seconds, nine top tens, seven top fives, and, you know, five of those being in the top two, 778 laps led. Yeah. Fucking wild. And he's going to lead more this week at Charlotte. Oh, dude. And just he's a, he's a mile and a half monster, man. Yo, he's insane. And he is a, he's a great driver. We said that if he goes to Hendrick and you put him in a car, like he was winning in the 42, like, you know, and and it was coming anyways, right. This was going to happen regardless. He was going 
he was going to a monster team, um, and he he made it to a monster team. Yeah, one of the best. All right, so let's talk about the old Indy 500 this week. I know I don't think Dub gave us any pick, did he? Not yet, not yet. We'll get it. Uh, what, what, so you said, yeah, it's going to be 75. It's going to be a beautiful weekend and oh, uh, I wish we could go, you know, and, and we got, um, yeah, we got Scott Dixon on the pole too. Speaking of a name, well, Scott mm. Dixon. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good race. Like I said, it's going to be perfect weather. There's not much better, but it should be interesting. I mean, you got, you got the cream of the crop up there and around the start, right? So you got Dixon on the pole. You got Ed Carpenter up there. You got Tony Kanaan up there. You got Ryan Hunter Ray up there. Elio Castro Nevis is up there. I mean, you got some guys that are up there. And a little bit further back, uh, Taka- Takamu Sato, who um, yep. won a couple times, um, which I'm just going to tell you right now, that's my pick. Um, I'm, I'm going with um, number 30, Mr. Sato, this week. I think he's going to win this for, I think, the third time, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to look that up. So, yeah, man. I Are you in a state that you can throw on a bet for me on the Indy? Um, I would imagine so. I'll have to check and make sure they're running it, but I, I would. What do you uh, – I want you to throw a $20 bet on a 60-to-1 driver, and he's racing in great equipment. He's finished seventh and fourth here. And he's going off at 60 to one. So give me 20 bucks on him. Santino Ferrucci. Santino Morella. So 20 bucks pays 1200. <laughs> so let's. Let's see here. Hold on a second. Let me log into my FanDuel sports book. I'll plug them here. Um, and I think Barstool just opened in Indiana um, this week. So I may be able to get on that as well if they don't have it, but. Let's see if they have racing. I still have a bet in here for Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. So that I'm sitting on. Nice. Motorsport, IndyCar. All right. Uh, where were you at? What's Santino Ferrucci going off at? Uh, plus 5,000. So. So how do they mark that? It, so 20 will win you a grand. 20 will win me a grand? Yep. Tough shit. Give me uh give me give me 40 on that. It's worth a shot. I'll Venmo you now. All right. Works with me. Hold on, I gotta get my put some money in this thing. <laughs> Get some money in, huh? All right, so on Santino Morella. Santino Morella. Deposit. Bang, 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 choo-choo train. Got the Venmo. I'll change that from 20 to 40. 40 to win two grand for Santino Marella. Santino Ferrucci. That's wild, dude. All right. I got your bet in and stacked. Thank you, sir. So, hold on. So, and this is why I say this. So, 
Ferrucci is racing for Rahal Letterman Lanigan Racing, which is the team that had last year's winner, Takuma Sato, and then Gram Rahal, who finished third. It's just Destin. Two grand is coming home, baby. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. I got my money on I got money on Sato. If old Cody was in here, he'd have some money in here too. Yeah. And if Parrot was here, he'd be betting on Danica Patrick. <laughs> um, a couple, a couple of names that people will see. Um, starting actually right next to Santino is Juan Pablo Montoya. Hey. And behind him, they have Marco Andretti. And in the last row, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure a former winner, Will Power. Yeah, man. In the, in the last row, man. Um, second to last. So. Where's, San, where's Santino starting? Uh, Santino is starting row eight in the middle. Uh, it's a lot of math for me. So 24, 20, basically right in there. Let's see. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, 23rd. 20, so 23rd. Yeah. Yep. 23rd. Um, hey man, I'll take it. I'll take, he's, it, it's just, if we can win this as big, you might be wanting to throw some money on Santino. Oh, you got money on who'd you got money on? So I got Sato. money on Sato going at plus plus two thousand. Whew. And and uh, you know, obviously your your poll winner, Scott Dixon, is the favorite going off at plus three thirty. Um, also former winner here. But you know, one also that I might throw in here, Ed Carpenter is plus twenty eight hundred. Never has won here. I feel like he's due, man. He could be. I'm, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw ten on Ed just for fun. Let's throw ten on him. Hey Brad, ten to win two eighty. So I just put down forty dollars. Well, Bear did for me. Thank you, Bear. Forty dollars on the hopeful winner of the Indy five hundred going off it. Would you say five thousand to one, which ends up being basically five hundred or no fifty to one, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So you're so basically like fifty said, to one odds. Bank two grand if he wins. Yeah, two grand, man. He's going off at this, but listen to this. So it's it's Santino Ferrucci. He's uh he's destined to win. He's he's riding for the same team that produced a winner last year in Sato and the third place guy last year in Graham Rahal. It's like destined, Brad. Oh yeah. yeah it, two grand, be. two grand's coming. If it is, we're, we're pounding shot after shot after shot on July third for episode three hundred. <laughs> So, so who who is uh, who's Brad Fisher taking in Indy? Yeah, who are you taking at the Indy Five Hundred? Mario Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Marco Andretti or Will Power? <laughs> is he still out there? He's still out on the track. You know, he's still behind the wheel. Will yeah, Power well. is uh, second to last starting. All right. Well, I'm going with an Andretti. I'm- you can't You're gonna, you want to go with Marco? I'm gonna go with an Andretti, man. You can't lose okay, an Mar- Andretti. Yeah, Marco, well, that one can. Marco's He's never won. Marco, Marco's also fifty to one with Santino. So I'll I'll drop a five spot down for you, Cody, on that one. All right, on the Andretti. On Andretti. So that's five that's to two hundred fifty bucks. That's all you got. All you got to do is <laughs> all you got to do is send him five bucks, Brad, and you hey, got the. Uh, right. No, that that one's on me. That's on me. Oh, there you go. That's on I me. I wasted five dollars on, on, <laughs> on worse things. Hey, if 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 Andretti wins and that two fifty hits, I will split it right down the middle with you. One twenty five a piece. We'll make it fair. You will get. You will get that cash. 
Hell, I just spent, uh, I just paid my bill for Peacock. So, I mean, there's $5 I wasted right there. <laughs> well, shit. I, I want in on the Marco Andretti. I'll throw you another five, put 10 on him, and then we'll split. I just put, I just put five on the motherfucker. Let's we'll put let's another five some, on him. Let's go with somebody else. Let's go with somebody. Let's get one more out there. Okay, so right. I got so I got Sato, right? I put yep. I put money on Sato for me. I got 40 on Santino for Gray. I got five on Marco for Cody with me in the split. Let's do five. one more. One more. I'll throw. I'll throw. Uh, I'll throw five on one more. Where, where are we going? We'll all split it. Um. Hold on. Let me. Where, I gotta, uh, now, now I gotta look at it. I was say, where's the lineup at? Let me see. And I got I gotta money on. Looking. I was about to say. Remember, I got money on Ed Carpenter too for me as well. So. Ah. Uh. So you got you got Dixon at plus plus three thirty. You got Colton Herta at seven fifty. Patricio Award at eight hundred. Rossi at thirteen. Newgarden at thirteen. Paulo at sixteen. Kanan at seventeen. Graham Rahal at eighteen. You know Graham Rahal finished third last year, man. I I like Graham Rahal. I think he's a good pick. You want Rahal? All right. Rahal's starting what? Where's he at? I know he's up there. So he's what? What's he going off at? So Rahal's going off at plus 1,800, so 18 to 1. And he's, uh, let's see, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15. So he's starting 18, middle of the pack. Hmm. Oh, Rahal, I'll drop, we'll drop 10 on Rahal. Shoot. <laughs> Gives us, that, that gets us 180, that's 60 a guy. So who's uh <laughs> who's got the worst odds? Um, let's see, worst odds. Um, you got three people at two hundred to one: what? Dalton Chilton, Kellett, Kellett, Max yeah. Chilton, and Simona de Salvistro, who is dead last. Um, I would not put your money on that. Nah. Let's do Ray. I like I like Graham Rayall. He's destined to win. A ten dollar bet. We all take home sixty if he wins. All right, I'm down with that. I'm placing right now. Place done. We're done. Boom. And, well, wait a minute. I already put it in. Well, I'm going to send you ten more dollars for us, <laughs> the podcast, because we got to put ten on Juan Pablo. Oh no, man! He's still out here driving. No. <laughs> Fine. How about? 10 on J.R. Hildebrand. I'd rather put, I'd rather put 10 on this PDC darts match that's on here. <laughs> We're going to put 10 on Juan Pablo. We might as well put uh, another 10 on Helio Castroneves. <laughs> <laughs> Helio's got a good shot, though. Uh, I know he was still out here behind the wheel. Oh. Uh. Damn, Tony. See, I wouldn't be shocked if Rossi won this. This is just this is gonna be wild. It's gonna be a fun five hundred. It's gonna be a good one. Oh, I, and you'll see me. I I need to go get my. I gotta find out who uh, who Ferrucci's sponsors are this week. Santino Ferrucci. 
Come on, Santino. He's only yeah. 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Time, time to win it, baby. Time to win it. Man, two grand. That would be beautiful. I might even send you more money leading up to the race. Well, just <laughs> let me know. I'll just keep throwing it in. Got to see you. I'm about to bet on fucking Memphis tonight at plus 10 on the Jazz. They're going off plus 10? Plus 10. They won game one. Oh, did but Mitchell's, did the Jazz Mitchell's get back, Mitchell's back tonight, but I don't think he's worth 20. I don't know about that. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's worth 20 because they lost by 10, didn't they? I think so. Fuck. It's it's fucking almost 10 o'clock here, and we haven't even got past fucking racing. So <laughs> we're doing great. All right, NBA playoffs. What's going on? Memphis is up 1-0. Uh, the Celtics are down 2-0. Every, this, they, this sucks. Yeah, Celtics, the old the old Celtics are done, so um, Brooklyn has absolutely just destroyed them the last two games. Um, you just stick a fork in them. Stick a fork in them. Um, Knicks, Knicks looking good here. They just went on a big run. Um, so they're now um, in the driver's seat to tie this series at 1-1, which is what they need. Um, they, were fucking down, they were down by 13 at the half. Yeah, and now, now they're, they're up by 10. 10. So good, uh, good, good on the Knicks. Um, Philly, Philly is up 2-0 on Washington. Um, they destroyed them today, and we have Memphis and Utah tonight. Uh, Memphis, like I said, up up 1-0, but Donovan Mitchell comes back tonight. So I wouldn't be shocked if Utah wins this game, but plus 10 is just a, it's just a, that's a big number, it's a big number. Oh, um, matter. I, I, I don't like that too much, but. Uh, tomorrow, you got Milwaukee, Miami. Milwaukee's up 2-0. L.A. and Phoenix. Lakers, that is. They're tied at 1-1. Denver and Portland's tied at 1-1. Uh, L.A. and L.A. Clippers and Dallas Mavericks. The Mavs are up 2-0. Going to Dallas. Luca. Hell yeah. Over these overrated fucking Clippers. Um, I mean, I didn't see 2-0. I saw 1-1 coming. I didn't I think, see 2-0. I think Brad so. called that, though. I said Kawhi Fantastic. is fucking overrated. <laughs> Fantastic. You're not overrated. He's just not healthy. You kept right. calling him trash. And the rest of I the, never called him trash. Not Kawhi trash. The rest of the Clippers team is trash. This Maybe is Paul George. But, yeah, I think it was Paul George. But, you were like, yeah, it was Paul uh, in the playoffs. George. Yeah, I said in the playoffs, I don't trust him. Like, not in regular season, man. Like, he cool. It's just something about the playoffs. He just. It just don't click. Like it's just like something playoffs. Click the playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. Something the Penguins don't know how to win in. Yeah, Clippers <laughs> gonna clip, man. That's all it is. <laughs> There's a lot going on, man. It's gonna be oh, oh, Trey just got ripped. Oh, and they called a foul. It's too bad. Too bad. Now, if anybody is overrated, it's Trey Young. Oh, you stop that. He is so overrated. He's the only reason they won game one. He's so overrated. It's no. the Knicks. His his dirty ass hair. Oh, look at Fitty. Look at Fitty in the front row. Oh, did you see that? You got in there yet? Are you watching? No, oh, I haven't seen it. How's that? How's that bankrupt motherfucker in the front row? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> like I said, it's the Knicks. Like who else? Oh is? man, they gave him those tickets. So, so right. <laughs> they gave him those tickets. Game. Fitty can't. Fitty can't afford that. Fitty got money, don't he? He's bankrupt, bitch. Not much. 
He does. He knew what he was doing. He bankrupted himself so he didn't have to pay taxes. He's smart. Yeah, right. You so, do it like everybody else. Right. On to, uh, on to hockey. Fucking penguins suck. Okay. Penguins are done. Blue done. Are what done. hurts? What hurts is when you lost two, when you lose two fucking games in overtime. That kills you. Yeah, I mean that's uh, there's it's been a lot of that in the playoffs. So a lot of overtime games, which has been fantastic. So they lost three in a row. Yeah, the yep. fucking that was the Capitals and fucking Bruins first three games overtime, overtime, two overtime, yep. and then the Bruins just fucking took over, man. After after game fucking one, when the Caps won an OT, Bruins won the next four. So yeah, you're going to see the run. goddamn number three Bruins against the number four Islanders to come out of yep. the East. So Isles Isles beat Pittsburgh. Boston beats Washington. Colorado sweeps the Blues. Oh yeah, they do. You got Tampa up three to two on Florida, and they are up two nothing going into the third right now. And so Florida needs to get there real, to survive. Real quick, I just want you to mention also that that Colorado destroyed St. Louis. They won by three, three, four, and three. Yeah, destroyed them. Yes, it's, they're they're going to be absolutely an absolute monster to reckon with. I, St. Louis is not that great, but Colorado. And they just won a cup a few years ago. Well, they're not that great this year. Well, they weren't they're, that great when they won the cup either. They just well, happened. Colorado to was the last. Last they were the worst. I mean, the worst seed in the West. Barely. Oh, yeah. They had two. Yeah, extra- I agree. And Colorado won a Presidents Cup. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that, yeah, okay, cool. You can win three years ago, but that don't mean shit now. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Um, so Vegas up three to two on Minnesota. They just went to the end of the first period, 0-0. They're in Minnesota, so Vegas has a chance to close that series. Uh, Toronto uh, is up three to one on Montreal. They play tomorrow at home to close it. Uh, Carolina up three to two on Nashville. They play at Nashville tomorrow to try to close the series. And that will pretty much be your first round. Um, it should be about it. So we'll be getting into the second round here by the time you hear us next week. Should be uh, should be pretty solid. But again, uh, Tampa is probably going to be moving on. Hopefully Vegas moving on. Um, and then most likely Toronto and Carolina moving on. Yeah, it should be interesting, man. Uh, playoff hockey is the best. And it's the thing that pisses me off more than anything as a sports fan. I, I, I don't – there's two things I get uber angry at. Dallas Cowboys football and Penguins playoff hockey are the two things that piss me off more than anything when I watch sports. <laughs> and it's – oh, God, just irritating. But now, you know, it. I always pull for Vegas. You know, I, I like to see Vegas win ever since they've been, a, you know, in the, in the NHL. And uh, Seattle would be fun to pull for them too. I like seeing these fucking new teams win. Colorado – they were my pick, along with Cody. We both got them beaten the Lightning. So, if that's uh, so far, yeah, because well, what? That's three two right now. The Lightning. So, and what are they? They're playing right now. What's the score of that game now? Two zero Lightning into the second. So I guess that loop period. So they're probably going to beat him here. And then they they would move on. I would appreciate that. So would Cody because we're trying to now split a uh, podcast title because yes. we both have the Avs over the Lightning in six games. <laughs> so, go go us. Oh, man. The uh, – all right. So, MLB, we, we really – has anything really changed? I mean, 
all I was going to say is as a Yankees fan, I was, they, they, their starters pitched. It was something insane. It wasn't it like 40 innings of giving up no runs in a row. It's fucking nuts. I'm not going to lie. I've not been following enough baseball to know that. Just, yeah. Oh dude. It, it was insane. I remember looking, I'm talking to my dad. I'm like, are they still not giving up a run as starting pitchers? He's like, Nope. And then they finally did. It was after like 38 or 40 innings, something insane. And but this is this is how bad things are for them though. They've given up 171 runs, which is great, and tied for the best in baseball. Well, in the in the AL, I should say. But they've only scored 191, which is like 12th or 13th in the AL. Yep. Got a got a got a whole bunch of uh, got a whole bunch of home run hitters, and not a bunch of hitter hitters. Um, besides DJ Lemayhew, who just went out on the 10-day IL. So yeah, now you got to rely on shitty, you got to rely on shitty Gary Sanchez. I hate uh, Sanchez. He sucks. Gotta, you got to rely on Aaron Judge, who's streaky at best, but still about a two twenty batter. Well, it's it's home run or fucking strikeout and, and, for him. And Stanton was hot early in the year, but not so much now. So hurt. yeah, Glaber's um, their best. Besides DJ hitting, Glaber's the their best. Thing. Yeah. So there's still there's still a lot to do. I mean, they're only one behind Tampa, who just won like fucking. 11 in a row before they lost to Kansas city yesterday. So, and the other one that hits well with them is Urshela. You know, they're all Urshela hits pretty well, but everybody else is fucking, you know, those, those five guys are like 275 and above and LeMahieu's actually only at 260 right now. He's not hitting really well. And um, judge is actually judge's batting average is 308. It's the best on the team and 308. And then Geo's 276, Glaber's 274, and then DJ's down to 260. After that, everybody's like 200. It's bad. It is not good at well, That's That's how it is around the MLB, though. I mean, no, I agree. This, it's, this, is, this is the pitcher's year. That's what oh, they absolutely. want. That's why we've had fucking, what, five, six no-hitters? Yeah, something uh, insane. Yeah. So, yeah, so you got Tampa leading in the East by a half game over Boston, one game over the Yankees, four and a half over Toronto. Uh, Baltimore, who had a decent start to the year, is uh, where we thought they would be. So, I, I mean, the the AL East is going to be tough, man, because Toronto, uh, you got Vlad. And, I mean, Toronto is like MLB 1990s kids. You got Vlad Guerrero Jr. You got Bo Bichette. <laughs> it's like you got Craig Biggio Jr. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Am, am I watching the AL East now? Am I watching fucking baseball from – the mid nineties or what's going on here. I mean, you got three kids of what two hall of famers. Did Dante Bichette go to the hall of fame or no? Uh, I don't think, think so. Did he? I don't think Craig so. Craig Biggio did not yet. He may. And then, um, Vladdy daddy. I think he still has a God. couple of years till he gets in. Right. The or Red, I'm looking at the reds, man. They just need some goddamn pitching. They got the two best hitters in all of baseball. Well, yeah, they batting got, average. Well, because they're paying Castellanos a boatload of money, but they can't pay anybody else to pitch fucking ball. So just how that is. Um, but in the central AL central, you got the white Sox uh, leading with a, a nice plus 69 run differential. Um, <laughs> the, the Indians, a game and a half back the Royals four back Detroit at least has 19 wins. So not that bad. Um, the Athletics are leading in the West up by a game and a half on Houston, five and a half on Seattle, six on L.A., seven on the Rangers. 
In the National League, you have the Mets leading in the East by one over the Braves, one and a half over the Phillies, two over the Marlins, and three over the Nationals. Tight division race there. Uh, The Central, the Cards are leading one game over the Cubs, two and a half over the Brewers, four and a half over the Reds, eight over the Pirates, Um, just like Baltimore, a bunch of trash. And then you have the Padres leading by half game over the Dodgers, one and a half over the Giants, 12 over the Rockies, 13 over the Diamondbacks. Um, yikes, both the Rockies and Diamondbacks are absolute trash this year. Oh, man. All right. So over to the uh, NFL, just real quick, a couple things. I know we got Jalen switching over to the old Tony Romo number nine. I don't know why he wastes all that money to that. Dumb I show. know he had to fucking buy out. I saw all the stock they had. It's going to cost him six figures to switch to the nine for what? Fucking stupid. I mean, it was his number in college. I get it, but it's so fucking dumb. Why yeah, waste all that money? Because, I mean, ugh, you're about to get traded anyway. Yeah, I was about to say, you're about to be gone. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is, man. That's just, I don't get why they're doing that shit. I don't either. What a, and then. Besides that, I saw a funny stat. I, of course, I laugh at it because it's just it's true and it's funny. Um, <laughs> I got to get back over to it. Food Network is paying Guy Fieri eighty million over three years, twenty six point six million a year. He would be the fifteenth highest paid player in the NFL. He'd make more than Tom Brady, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, Julio Jones, Beckham, Ramsey, Cooper. Uh, speaking of Julio, what well, do you think he knew? That he was live when Shannon called him? 100%. Oh, he knew. 100%. Yeah. He knew he what he, 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 he was so, doing, too. and he fucked Atlanta all at the same time, because now Atlanta ain't getting a fucking first-round pick for him. Oh, yeah. But were they really going to get one anyway, though? I mean, he ain't, uh, he's 32. Julio, they, I was saying, I think they he's not a spring chicken. Like, he ain't, but they, on, I think they could have. It don't matter. Depending on where come, he goes. Come June Come June 1st, he's going he to be gone. Oh, and they're talking. They're talking. Well, I mean, he's gonna get traded. That's a big price tag, though, for a 32-year-old wide receiver. Them. New England already yeah, said they want. New England already said they want a piece. San Francisco already said they want a piece. He he's gone, no doubt. If you and those are like the only two that could probably afford him, though. Two teams. Well, I mean, the Jets could afford them, but they're not going to go. Carolina could afford them, but they're not going to go fucking get them. I mean, the Jags probably could afford them, but they're not going to go grab them, which they should. But why would you? No, I'm just saying, like, teams smart enough to go get them that could afford them. Those are the only two. Yeah. I mean, those, they only, that's the only reason why they talk about them is because they're the only two teams that want to, that are in quote unquote winning contention. And that's where he said he wanted to go. I want to go to a win. Right. But then said he didn't want to go to Dallas, which is great because he knew he wouldn't get the ball over three receivers there that are better than him. So no, he just knew he wanted to go win. He oh. said a winner. He oh, so, he's, so, what, he's, so he's going to go to New England? or uh, He said a winner. Well, why would he go to New England? They ain't going to win. Not with fucking Scam Newton playing quarterback. Uh, it's better than Dak, going to Dallas. Dak Prescott, 18 times better than Cam Newton will ever be. So that don't make sense, but all right. And how deep in the and how deep in the postseason is Dak Prescott got? Further than Cam Newton with New England. So okay, so you go go to the Super Bowl with Dak. Uh, Cam went to the Super Bowl. Cam went to the Super Bowl in New England. Did I miss that somewhere? One season. 
He's been there one season. They've what did been I there say? How long? What did I say? I said further than Cam Newton with New England. I take my chances in New England and Dallas. Dallas okay. is the, the Cowboys are the LA Clippers of the NFL. We can put money on the better record, New England or Dallas, this year if you want. I'm I'm totally cool with it. We can put money on if Cam Newton's starting at the end of the year. He'll be starting. At the Mac end of the Jones. year, Mac Jones yeah, gonna take his Mac Jones gonna take his job week two after Cam goes <laughs> fucking twelve for thirty eight with sixty eight yards and forty two rushing Cam yards. Cam will be starting. Cam will be starting. Can we stop it with the Alabama quarterbacks too? Like <laughs> Alabama quarterbacks are like Ohio State quarterbacks, and they get to the NFL. <laughs> like, can we stop it with the Alabama quarterbacks, please? But but Joe Namath won a Super Bowl three. <laughs> uh all right so real quick barrel like this one on this day 2001 may 27 2001 so 20 years ago tom watson who we mentioned earlier wins the first of his six champions tour major titles can you explain bear what uh what exactly is the champions tour how do they get on that uh you have to be 50 plus so cody's got three years and he's in (laughs) own it but is there other parameters on how you get on that tour besides being over 50 nope just gotta be over 50 i'm on it and you gotta make cut so you could be anybody yeah yeah, i mean you just you just gotta be an old man you gotta be fitty do they do they play from different tees? Uh, the old man tees. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Probably the whites or the dark grays, whatever tees the old people play from. So, basically, Phil can play in this tour. Uh, he already has. I was about to say he has, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and they got a, they actually got a major this week, but Phil's playing Colonial instead. <laughs> so, so six years ago, this is fun. Since we're talking about Tom Watson, so he won eight majors. Uh, he did not. He did not get that Grand Slam though. The best he ever finished at what the PGA, I believe, was second. Yep, won the Masters mm-hmm. twice, seventy-seven to eighty-one, U.S. Open in eighty-two, but the Open Championship. He's won four times. Five. Five. Yeah. And that's the one he was that we talked about. What was that in 2009 when he was just, I mean, people were pulling for him. He was in the final round. Or yeah, the, he, he was in the final group. Excuse me. Well, he, he went to a, didn't it go to a playoff? Well, I think so. I think so. Uh, no. So he kept the outright by one shot. Also became the oldest player to lead a major going into the last round. Yeah, what was he, 59? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old, old Tommy Watson. Spike Lee doing. Sit down, Spike Lee. Old, speaking I'm of sure old they'll people. probably drop confetti for this win, too. Speaking of old people. Yeah. He needed a par on the 72nd hole to capture his sixth career open championship but his second shot on the 72nd hole went over the green then from several yards behind the 18th green 
Watson first putted up the slope past the hole, then missed a second eight-foot putt by about six inches to the right of the cup. His his bogey led to a four-hole aggregate playoff, so I was right, with Sink, running through fifth, sixth, 17th, and 18th holes. With several errant shots not typical of the previous 72 holes, he lost the playoff by six strokes. I remember that. That was uh, That sucked. In 2015, though, he uh, he became the oldest person to shoot under at the Masters. Huh. Yeah, you got you got to think. Then Tom he Watson, was he was 65 in 2015. Yeah. In if he if he would have won that tournament in 2009, there was 59. He that record would never have been broke. No, that was one of my favorite things that I'll never forget watching. You know, like the 2019 Masters we talked about. What was that? The Tour Championship when Tiger, what was that, 18? In 2018 when he won the Tour Championship? Yes. That was wild. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, that was, like you said, that was that was amazing. But Tom, Tom Watson would have had one of those records that, again, you would you would never have seen broken in in history it would it just wouldn't have happened no one nobody over like i said phil i mean phil this this record for phil may never be broke but right you're right and here's a wild stat about tom too only golfer to score a round of 67 or less in all four majors at least once in four different decades so he shot a fucking 67 in each of those events in four different fucking decades. That is wild. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. In 2018, he won the Masters Tournament Par 3 contest at age 68. Oldest to win the event. July of 2019, played his final competitive event on British soil when he played in the Senior British Open. Final time. Mm-hmm. He was, he was distraught at coming so close to becoming the oldest major winner at 59 that it, lore, it tore his guts out. Oh, I can imagine, dude. Yeah. Said of his approach on the second, 72nd green, when he needed a par to win the Open, I was going to write – he was going right at the what we talked about earlier. Went right at the flag. But with the uncertainty of Lynx golf, maybe a gust of wind took it a bit further than it was supposed to. Felt extreme disappointment that night, but the one good thing that came out of that was the response of people around the world. Absolutely. I'll never forget that. That shit was wild. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's one of those things people aren't going to forget. Tom Watson, absolutely solid. dude, And he's a great guy, too. Nothing. Yeah. Can't take away anything from it. He put it up. He put it up. And you're going to see that. I mean, you're going to see you're going to see that in the next 10 years. You're going to see Phil Mickelson do that. He's not going to win, but he there'll be a time or two where he's going to be there and he'll be in contention at 55, 58. He'll be there. Tiger probably will be there. Why are 50 cent and sting next to each other? I don't know. Again, something I never thought I'd see. And I'm not talking about sting. I'm talking about the singer, the the police, the police singer. Yeah. Most of the people listening to this probably don't know the fuck that is. Hanging with 50. So because 50 needs money and sting, you probably got about a hundred milli sitting there. (laughs) So he's 
dude, just a bunch of wild stats. Uh, PGA Player of the Year six times. Trails only Tiger Woods, who's been that Player of the Year eleven times. <laughs> Won the Vardon Trophy for lowest scoring average three straight years: seventy-seven, seventy-eight, seventy-nine. Played on four Ryder Cups. He uh, World Golf Hall of Fame, of course, nineteen eighty-eight. Um. He resigned from the Kansas City Country Club in 91 to protest in protest to his exclusion of people of Jewish ethnicity. He rejoined after the club's acceptance of Jewish and minority members. Good for him. He's got morals. Yep. Uh, Was the 10th greatest golfer of all time in 2000 Golf Digest magazine. After Sam Snead, only the second professional golfer emeritus at the Greenbrier Resort, West Virginia. Oldest player to hold a lead after 54 holes at a major, of course, 59. Oldest player to lead after any completed round at a major, again, 59. Oldest player to shoot under par at the Masters in 2015. It was 64 or 65, fucking on Medicare shooting under so, <laughs> so but but tell me that so when he's playing in that tournament he has to play from where everybody is right same fucking right. tees right damn that is he wild he don't he don't get yeah he, he don't get the it's not like you're going out and playing with you know some old guys or your old man or your uncle or some shit it's nope you're playing from the blues with me boys that's how that works. You don't get to play from the whites or the dark grays or the yellows or whatever the fuck the senior tees are at your home course. You play with the big boys in the back. And he was coming out. He did He did what my great uncle, who I got to play with a couple times, did. The dude was 82, and he'd go out, and he'd hit the ball 175 yards, right? Down the middle. Probably right down the middle of the fairway every, every single time. time. Yep. And he'd go up, and then he'd hit a five-wood. No, right, right down the middle. Down the middle to the green. And you know what he could do? He could play around the greens. He just had that. That's just how it is. And he could still go out there and score 85, 86 and still play at the tees that I'm playing at. I mean, it's that's just how just how you got to play when you get to that age. Be you know, if you can putt, no one gives a shit. That's why they say drive for show, putt for dough. You, you have all those Bryson drives. Well, why the fuck's Bryson hitting the ball 400 yards, but the motherfucker only has one major? Why does Tom <laughs> Watson Why does Tom Watson have nine majors? Tom Watson was never – he was never a long hitter. He was an amazing iron player with a great short game and could putt. And that's why he'll have more majors than Bryson will ever have. Man. That's just crazy. The um, the guy's no joke. I give him that. And poor Jeremy's probably been waiting for us forever. <laughs> That's right. I forgot we got trivia, don't we? Yep. He is ready for us. So you got those updated standings? Yeah. So updated standings as of last week. Gray with 133. Cody Bryant with 92. Myself at 118. Parrot at 61. Peapod with eight. And Wes Anderson with seven or two. Excuse me. Just letting him know. Me, Baron Cody. Had some technical issues. Me and then Cody Bryant. He was gone. And he said, Parent would have had a chance tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he wouldn't have. 
Eugenio Suarez is hitting around 150 right now for the batters who qualify for a batting title. Three point title, excuse me. 3.1 plate appearances per scheduled game. What is the lowest batting average in history for a season? And so you got to to qualify. Okay. All right. In the chat. Uh, I'm ready when you guys are. I'm ready when you are. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Nice and spread out. That's how they like it. Gray with 0.069, hashtag nice. Me with 0.123, and Brad Fisher slash Cody Bryant slash, I'm talking about 201. 168 by Crush Davis. So that would be that would be uh, 33. So that goes to the uh, winner, uh, Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Overbid by 33, but that's okay. And it would have been me if Adam Dunn had six more fucking at bats. Thanks, Adam Dunn, you piece of shit. (laughs) Jesus. Well, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he don't raise his kids right. His son didn't know who Bo Jackson was. (laughs) Uh, You guys remember that? I don't know if you remember that video. I don't remember that. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson went to. Uh, he was at like White Sox spring training one year, and he was talking to Adam Dunn's son, and the little boy had no clue who Bo Jackson was. And he was like, Bo Jackson was like telling him everything. Like he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, you ever heard of uh, you know, like I played football, I played pro football and pro baseball. It's like, I got a video of me climbing the wall. Like, I walked the wall. And little boy's like, no, I, I don't know. I don't know who you are. Like, Jesus. Got to raise the kids better than that. Yep. And we got to wrap this shit up because we got to get to wrestling because we got so much to cover. We can't watch Dynamite tonight because it's on Friday. So, two days. Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So, thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Thanks to All Work Clothing, Crandall Squatting Landscaping, Sparty Steve, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Oh, man. The fucking Knicks made it 1-1. It's going to hurt more when they lose in seven. The Knicks going to mess around and win that series, and we ain't going to never hear the end of this nonsense. (laughs) 